Okay, share this morning is is a full shleima for Chaya Baschaba. My uh, my mother-in-law, unfortunately, is in the hospital. She's in the ICU, and uh, we're hoping that things should uh, change Latoiv this morning. Okay. Um, okay, we have a lot to do today, uh, like we have every Sunday morning, and some of this that we're going to speak about this morning a little bit of is uh, controversial here. So let's let's begin with uh, with the following issue that I think is uh, very important to discuss. And that is uh, uh, that is the last three weeks, the last three Shabbosos or Sunday mornings, we've been discussing the in- issue of kavod, kavod, and we discussed on. Shabbos Bamidbar, which was Erev Shuis. This year we discussed the issue of um, Eglon. Eglon heard that Kodesh wanted to talk to him, welcoming Mrs. Olovich. Eglon heard that Kodesh wanted to talk to him. He stood up. And for standing up, Chazal say, for that cover that he gave to Hashem, he was Zoycheb to have a great-grandson, Shlomo HaMelech. The kavo that he gave to Hakadosh Baruch. Then we had Parshas Noso with Nisan ben Tzur on the second day of Chodesh Nissan had a choice to dazzle the world and bring a carbon that was much better than Nachshon and Aminadov, or to do something that would stop any competition. And instead, what he did was he made a. He made a um, carbon that was exactly like Nachshon and Aminadov, not to draw cover to himself and not to dazzle the world. And last week in Parshas Baloischa, we mentioned the greatness of uh, Aaron Akoyin, Moshe Rabbeinu, who they took a chance on their own cover, on their own future, for the sake of Klal Yisrael. People giving up of their own. For everybody else, I mentioned two mice understanding what kavod means. One mice is a mice pella, mice pella mamish. Somebody walked into Rishach, Sechetzarik Lebracha. I was able to see Rishach a number of times in my life. Rishach is not shaykh. and the person found Rishach deep in thought, deep, deep in thought, welcoming Mrs. Schreiber and Mrs. Korenberg. Deep in thought, and uh, what happened was, the Talmud said the Rishach, Rishach was deep in thought, and he looked like he was a little bit uh, um, uh, challenged or upset. And uh, and um, the Talmud said to Rishach, "What's bothering you, Rebbe? What's bothering you?" And he said, "I'm thinking about what I'm going to bring as my defense." In Olam Haba. Oh, yeah, yeah. Rishach, that's what Rishach was nervous about. So you said to him, Rebbe, you wrote the Sefer every year, Avi Ezri, Rishach's very famous Svarim on the Rambam, has a skoma from the Briskarov, Gibaldika Svarim. What are you concerned about? What are you concerned about? So he said, I'm concerned because I got a lot of COVID for those Svarim. And the COVID that a person gets takes away 
from the reward in Shamayim. What a Pella de Gezach. Mrs. Polsky joined us also now. Pella de Gezach. Just want to make sure, sides, people here in the room, can everybody hear me and see me on the uh, on Zoom? Yes, yes. Okay. Right here. Yeah. Good, good, yeah. good, good. So now we have this unbelievable answer. Roshach answers that Kavod, Kavod is not something, Kavod is real. It may be metaphysical, but it's real. And when a person gets Kavod, it's like a payment that's almost equivalent to Olam Habo. It's an unbelievable thing to say that. Roshach was afraid. Kavod, that's number one. Number two, I read a cute story. I like it. Kiddush Hashem story. I like those type of stories. There's a Lieutenant Gibson who was still alive recently. who was a World War II vet. There are not that many World War II vets alive anymore. When I was growing up, there were World War I vets. Now World War II vets are very uncommon. And he was just a World War II vet who flew combat missions. And then he came to an airport... And he announced that he's on the flight and everybody's going to enter the flight. Everybody gave him an ovation. Now, this was a Delta Airlines flight going to Atlanta. And Delta Airlines recently, I have not checked this out, but Delta Airlines recently said that if you have any type of status, elite status on one airline, they'll give it to you automatically on Delta. So somebody has status on United or Americans. He took the status on Delta and he's flying to Atlanta. And he hears this announcement about Lieutenant Gibson. He decides that he will give up his first seat, to, his first class seat to Lieutenant Gibson, which he did, which created another ovation. Another ovation. He made a kiddush Hashem. Got off the plane. He didn't get off like he normally got off from first class. He got off first. He got off a little later. He was sitting in the middle of the plane, and he uh, is in the. Uh, he's on the bus, going to his car. His rental car on the shuttle. The guy walks over to him and says, I was on the plane with you. I see your insignia that you're wearing your jacket. You're involved in rehabbing apartment buildings. He was a very, this, this from Jew was a wealthy man. He says, I am, who are you? He says he works for uh, Camden. Camden? Camden is one of the big places that owns apartment buildings across the country. He says, Camden, I'm trying to get through to you for five months. Nobody's answered my calls. He said, well, consider it done. Let's do business together. And the person was like, to see HaKadosh Baruch Hu pay him back for his maisa of giving up of his own cover to mechabit somebody else. He made a kiddush Hashem. He got paid back right away. So cover is something which is very, real. I don't know what the word again, medical, metaphysical, illusory. And um, here's your shach, nervous about cover, and here's somebody got paid back for cover. And now we come to the parsha of shlach. Pasha Shlach, I find personally depressing. Here we have these gigantic people, gigantic, gigantic people, Kulam Anoshim, Nechashuvim. And what happened to them? And the Mesil Shisharim quotes a Zoyar. In Perak Yeralaf, the Mesil Shisharim quotes a Zoyar. And the Zoyar says that the Maraglim were nervous. He doesn't say why. He says they were nervous because they felt they're going to lose their positions of authority and lose their covet once they go to Eretz Yisrael. Let's not say why they're going to lose it. He says they're going to lose it. They were nervous about losing their cover. So the Mesil uh, Shisharim says, like Koyrach, this coming parasha, cover, 
The Baraglam preceded that parasha with Kavod. Kavod, they're afraid of Kavod, losing, losing their job. As a result of that, they took things so fight that we are sitting here this morning, not Mrs. Goldman, but everybody else, is sitting here in Chicago, and Mrs. Goldman sitting here at Israel, but there's no base on Migdosh. There's no base on Migdosh. There's a Churban, and there's a mosque, and that's all because of Miragla. Moshe Rabbeinu couldn't enter Eretz Yisrael. Maybe we were in Zaycha to go in the way we should have gone in and to capture Eretz Yisrael right away and have a base of Mikdash right away and have Mashiach right away. Whatever could have happened, whatever the Cheshvaites are. But the Miraglim caused the death of 600,000 people in the Midbar and caused that things did not work the way they could have worked because the Miraglim were interested in their own COVID. Maybe they spoke negatively about Eretz Yisrael to the point that they got the Kfira Rachman on. It's a Shrek Lechomais. They went down in infamy. The Maraglim. Horrible mice. What a horrible mice. All because of COVID. Now there's a Rashi. You have a Chumash in front of you. There's a Rashi. Rashi is in Parshish Akev. Rashi says in Parshish Akev a very interesting thing. Akev is in Chumash Devarim, as you all know. We're walking in Perik Yud Aleph. Pasig Yud Gimel, 1113. 1113. It says in Parshas Akev, a that we're all familiar with from Kriyashma. Many of us say it at least twice a day. Rashi, Rashi in the middle of the Pasig, Liav Hashem, to love Hashem. I learned so I should be an usher, I should be called a rogue, I should be called a rogue. Whatever you do, do for Av. Do for Av. Do it for Av. So, Rashi, the safe are covered, lovely. At the end, the covered will come. The question is, why does Rashi add those three words? The Seifa covered love. Rashi used to say, you should do things. Very hard to do, Abba. Abba the Kabbalah, the Kabbalah, What are you adding in? Seifa covered love. So many years ago, I thought that the Pshat Rashi is Seifa covered love. That you can't tell a person not to do things for cover. Cover is something that people want. They want cover. People want cover. However, even though people want cover, in one kavod, Akedah Baruch Hu made us that we need kavod, but there's a way to deal with the issue. Seifa kavod lavoi, the kavod will come. Don't be hung up now. There are families, Rachmanolitzlan, who brothers got into fights, and parents and children got into fights, and children and in-laws got into fights, and business partners got into fights, and friends got into fights because of kavod. I invited you to my wedding, I gave you a keyboard, I put you at this table, put you at that table, and over here this, and over here that, and why you didn't do this to me, I didn't do this for you, and what's going on, and covered, 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 covered. Shaitan Rashi, Saifa covered lavoi, we're not saying the gate covered, I don't need covered. Some people, there might be exceptions to the rule, or people don't need covered at all, but there are clouds, people need covered, people want covered. That's the Mitzvah. People need covered and people want covered. That's the mitzvah. So now, what happened? I want to tell you a ma'aser, a meiridik a ma'aser. 
Rebarach Ber, famous Rebarach Ber. Ay, 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 Rebarach Ber. Rebarach Ber's mother-in-law was named Zimmerman. She married a man named Zimmerman. The Zimmerman family here in Chicago. Chaim Zimmerman, famous Chaim Zimmerman. Somebody in Chicago named Baruch Zimmerman right now. The Zimmerman family, Baruch Ber is in that family. Baruch Ber. This lady, Baruch Ber's mother-in-law, was an Isha Chashuba. He gave her incredible respect. Incredible respect. Baruch Ber gave her incredible respect. What happened? She had a father, meaning Baruch Ber's wife's grandfather, whose last name was Director, who was an abezin of the city of Mush. And he, Reb Chaim Briskis, said about him, again, Reb Baruch Ber's wife's grandfather, Reb Chaim Briskis said about him, he was the last Litvishah person who knew Kabbalah, whatever, whatever that means. Anyways, he's a, he's, a, he's a Yid. Most of us never heard of him. He's a Yid. He was, a, was an Adam Choshev. He was an Abezin in a shtetl. And one day at the end of his life, towards the end of his life, he's having a Din Torah. A Din Torah, it's a complicated monetary Din Torah. And the, the, they, they need some proof from a, a witness to clarify the situation. There was one problem. The witness had died. So listen to what a man did. He strung up a talus across the back of the room. The room where he used to have Dine Torah was a room that was attached to his house. And he would allow his grandchildren up as they came into the room. So this, grand, this, this granddaughter, no, this daughter, excuse me, this daughter was a little girl, the future mother-in-law of Rebarach Ber Leibowitz. She said everybody was so frightened in the room, he hung up a curtain and then he said, Neshama, Neshama, come. He called in a Shama from Ganadin and the Shama appeared behind the curtain and he asked the Shama several questions and the Shama answered the questions with yes or no. You know what this Misa means? It means many things, obviously. But it means also, Saifa covered Lavoy. Saifa covered Lavoy. Don't make a tumult about cover. You want cover. You like cover. Saifa covered Lavoy. The cover will come. The cover will come. Don't make yourself crazy for cover. Can afford to work on it, and you do what this Rashi says. Saifa covered lovey. At the end, the cover will come. Don't press for it. Don't look for it. Don't fight for it. Chaser shalom, chaser shalom. And um, right now in United States of America, we've been talking about this for the last number of weeks. It's, it's a scary thing. People are into their covered. They're into their covered. I want to say something. I didn't find this anywhere. If anybody can find it, kavod is spelled sometimes with a vav, sometimes without a vav. Without a vav, the gematria is twenty-six. With a vav, the gematria is thirty-two. Everybody knows what that means. Twenty-six is shem hashem. You came up. Okay. Thirty-two is lave. Kavod means give up your lave to Hashem. Give your lave to Hashem. That's the true kavod. Think of think about Kaddish Baruch Hu's Ratzon. That's the true Kavo. Everything else is illusory. Everything else is insignificant. Again, I'm not saying Kavo is not a Mida that people want. Now I want to say something else.
This could be very controversial, what I'm about to say. Controversial meaning in the world at large. I think it has to be said. I think it has to be said. I'm going to start off with a story. I'm going to start off after the story. I want to say over something we've been learning in Pirkei Avos over the last number of weeks. Everything in Shul is always connected with Siata Deshmaya. Somebody told me a story. Somebody I'm close with, who's the head of a very important Moisid, as a child who's off the derech. We've spoken about interacting with this child often. So he went to visit this child. Now, this person is head of a Moisid, he's dressed, I, I didn't ask him how, he's dressed uh, as an Orthodox Jew, as an Orthodox rabbi. His son is not wearing a yarmulke. And they're drinking coffee together. And uh, the waitress comes over. Before the coffee was served, the waitress comes over and says, I'll be a server. Please refer to me as they. That's my pronoun, they. So the son, without the avoca, says to her, Why are you bullying me to behave the way you like to behave? I'm not telling you what to do whatever you want. But don't tell me to be fallen into you in the way you want to conduct your life. I don't want to conduct anybody's life the way you want to conduct your life. And therefore, I don't have to refer to you as they. I'm referring to you as she. Now, I don't know in Hilchah's debate whether the person's right or wrong. I don't know. I'm not sure. But I want to say something about the Torah's perspective. Pirkei Ovas, we've been learning Perikei and Pirkei Ovas. Perikei, at the end of, of Perikei and Pirkei Ovas, there's a Mishnah. And depending upon what Mishnayas you use, and we've said this many times in Pirkei Ovas, the numbers in the Mishnayas of Pirkei Ovas, depending upon what type of volume you have, the numbers can be different. It's Mishnah Chov Gimel and Chov Dalit. In the Mishnayas I have in front of me, the two Mishnayas, it's two Mishnayas. Other Mishnayas I learned from, it's only one Mishnah. It's not necessarily number Chav Gimel, but here's the Mishnah. Yehuda ben Tema Oimer. A Tana named Yehuda ben Tema, who's mentioned very, very infrequently in Shas, made the following statement. As Kanomer, be bold like a leopard. Bold. Be bold like a leopard. The Kal Kineshev, and swift like an eagle. Rotskatsri, be able to run like a deer. The Gibokari is strong as a lion. Why? Four words. Take the midos of these four animals and use them to do Avicha Shabashamayim. The Rotsoin of Avicha Shabashamayim. Bold. Bold. As Kanom. Now, the biggest nest that ever happened in the history of the world. Yenish Naishan says the biggest nest. He said, Apelo de Gazach. He said, I don't believe all Kiddush. What is the biggest nest that ever happened? He said, A nest that's bigger than the Makis. A nest that's bigger than Kriyas Yamsuf. A nest that's bigger than Matan Torah. What can be bigger than those things? Bigger than the Mon. Bigger than everything that happened in the Midbar. What can be bigger? Says Yenish Naishan. The biggest nest is the nest that is still Kal Yisrael. How can it be Kal Yisrael? How can it be we sit in this building, you're all sitting in your homes, wherever you're, wherever you're located, 
How can it be that there are still people who keep tires of mishpacha, who bench lich, who keep kosher, who learn Torah, who put on tefillin, who daven three times a day? We have batik and esias and batik and drushos and shemos and feres. We have schools and shemos and feres and koyils and mikvos. How can it be eighty years after the Holocaust? How can it be without a country, without an army? How can it be? And Mark Twain's kasha, Mark Twain's kasha. Where's the Roman Empire? And where's the Egyptian Empire? And where's the Greek Empire? Where are they? And we can even add on. Where your machshemay bezichre is a thousand year reich? Where are they? They're all gone. So, fact, Mark Twain, they're all gone. And how can the Jews exist? How can the Jews exist? It makes no sense. How can the Jews exist? How can the Jews exist? That's Mark Twain's kasha. But the other kasha is, Azkanome, be bold as a leopard. The next Mishnah says, at same Tana. One of his sayings, we said this many times, means that it's something that he said constantly. And Asponim goes to Gehenim. How can you tell me Asponim goes to Gehenim? You just told me Asponim. Which one is it? This is the Kashan of Ferris Yisrael. Everybody asks this Kashan of Mishnah. But Ferris Yisrael says an unbelievable answer. He says, Klal Yishol needs Azus. Without Azus, we could never have survived. What does that mean? Yesterday afternoon, again, everything's connected. We're learning Gemara's and Gittin, preparing for the three weeks. Tishavah, we're learning Gemara's and Gittin. Now, Klal Yishol was decimated, decimated by all the things, especially at the end of the second base of Mikdash. What happened over there? How many millions of people were killed? How can we continue? How can it be that we go on? How can it be there's a cloud, Yisrael? Az, az, az. Because if we're az, we're bold, that means we don't give in. We don't give in. Az, we remain with azus, we're bold. Rabbanon Kodl, Zechat Tzadik Levracha, had a Talmud named Rebbe Hyman who opened up the second Lakewood branch. Yeshiva in Boston, the Yeshiva last about 15 maybe 17 years, and then the yeshiva closed, I met Rabbi Label Hyman, I come from Boston, I met Rabbi Label Hyman in, in, in one time in, uh, in Eretz Yisrael, and Baif uh, began, I think he was a rub there, I went into him and said, please tell me something about Aaron Kotler, so he said to me like this, Aaron Kotler, Aaron Kotler, he took a river, a raging river, and turned it around, he turned it around, Oz, he said, we're going to make curls in America. They told him, you're out of your mind. We're going to make yeshivas in America without college. They told me, you're out of your mind. And he said, I'm going to do it. They told him, told me so many times. They told him, he's out of his mind. Go to show leave us alone here. Ah, ah, bold, 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 bold. He never gave it. Bold. And being bold allowed us to benefit from what Rabbi Kotler did, it's not shaykh. Aspon. But my Rebbe tells me that he's driving Rabbi Kotler in a car. And an African American, maybe he was, maybe he was inebriated. He jumped in front of the car. My Rebbe had a slam on the brakes, and he mumbled under his breath, "Ah, Olgahagiver." Not complimentary words. 
And Baron Kotler said to him, Tell him a little kid. Tell him a little kid. Tell him a little kid. Baron Kotler said the following. <laughs> the Mishnah says, As ponim legehenim. You know what as ponim means? As ponim means you're arrogant. Instead of being an as kanomer, which you need boldness, you became an as ponim. That's the difference. As ponim, you're arrogant, your face shows arrogance and anger and no compassion to another human being. As ponim, that does not help God, you shall do anything. But Rabbi Yudam and Tema's remark of Havi Az which is the first statement in the tour of Shulchan Aruch, that's how Shulchan Aruch begins, the Shulchan Aruch of the tour begins with this statement, in order to survive, I'm only focusing on one of the four right now, Az Kanomer, Az Kanomer, Az Kanomer, be bold, be bold, don't give in, we have an obligation to make sure that our children understand that we survive because we have a meet of Azus. We don't give in. Somebody sent out a letter. Somebody who lives within a few miles of where we are presently sitting. He has a synagogue. Synagogue is called Orthodox. Rahman al-Assad is called Open Orthodox. And he sent out a letter to say that he's going to have a Marat. A woman's going to be in his shul. She's going to be able to carry the Sefer Torah and make Misha Berach. She won't daven for the Amid, whatever he said over there. Rabbi Feldman and the entire Moetzis Gilead Torah, as well as the Rosh Yeshiva across the spectrum, all Yeshivas, Wayu, Satma, everybody says that this, this concept of open orthodoxy is conservative. It's the same thing as the conservative movement from the 50s. It's conservative. And where Rasalavechik issued a psak, we spoke about Shuas night, that if a person lives in a city and there's no shuls, and asked Rasalavechik, I got to hear, it, it, it's Rosh Hashanah, I want to hear, I want to hear the shaifer. And the only way to get a shaifer is by going into the conservative building because the Baltagaya said he won't blow shaifer for me afterwards in the afternoon because he's upset that I won't walk into the conservative temple. Or Salvation said, go Rosh Hashanah without shaifer. Without shaifer. Eyes. Bold. Don't compromise. Bold. Eyes is upon him and eyes upon him. Arrogant. No. 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 I said, I come home on Shabbos morning sometimes, and when I walk, I meet somebody who was a Kayan, who went to a base at Kvaris to perform funerals. I said, should I say good Shabbos to him? He told me that if you're going to walk by him, you should say good Shabbos to him. If you see him coming three blocks away, and you can avoid it, avoid it. Don't be an ass upon him, but be ass. Very tricky, how to know what to do, when to do it, how to do it. But as, as is a midah that helps call yourself survive, but not giving in to your watered-down Judaism, because watered-down Judaism is not Judaism. Let's say whether you're Jews or not. Don't start making everybody crazy. You're Jews, everybody's a Jew. Yisrael, Yisrael. Now the world at large 
has taken on this confrontational mode. A friend of mine was on a plane, a rover, Talmud Chacham, he had to get back. He had a bris on a Friday morning. He didn't want to, he didn't want to miss Shabbos with, with, with his, with his seaboard. He had to get back. He has 8.30 at night, so therefore he could get back. So he got an 11 o'clock flight and he's on the plane. And as you all know what it means to fly nowadays and flights get canceled and this and delayed. And, okay, and finally, it's, the flight's delayed. It's 12 o'clock and they announce everybody's seated. And then the next announcement that you're always waiting to hear, and the door is locked. And moving away from the gate did not happen. Somebody walked down the plane. Last aisle. Last row. Last row on the plane. Two women. Stuart comes down and says to them, I'm sorry, but the pilot says you have to leave the plane. He's not taking off with you on the plane. So they said, what do you mean? We asked permission we got permission. What's the what's the issue? I'll tell you in a second. We got permission from the manager. Okay, he said, no, 20 minutes, and the manager comes down. Meanwhile, my friend says to his wife, we're not going to make it home for Shabbos. Comes on the manager, says, the pilot says he's not flying with you on the plane. They had three service dogs between the two of them. Big dogs hanging out into the aisle. The captain says, he can't be on the plane. So they get up, say like this. You're only doing it because we're a black lesbian couple. I'm sorry to say those words in this year. Black lesbian couple. They got up, took the three service dogs, and picked up packages that they had underneath the seats with Nocha five dogs. Eight dogs on the plane. I don't know what the problem was with the pilot, with the manager. But I want to say something. Newest airport in the country, LaGuardia, $8 billion airport. Now they're almost finished with it. It's like a beautiful, it's great. You walk into American Airlines, this big lobby with this waterfall with words coming down through the water. It looks beautiful, beautiful, but there are big signs all over the place. Men's room, women, restroom for men, for women, for, I don't know, whoever, neutral. And then pet relief. I'm making a protest. You want to bring your service animals? I don't want the place where the dog can relieve themselves to be next to where a human being relieves themselves. I'm sorry. Because you decided that there's some type of equality here. Get out of here. Go put it in a corner somewhere. Don't put it next to the sign of a human being. I'm not a dog. And that's something we have to tell our children. It's wrong. It's wrong. To equate that the relief area is for animals and human beings in the same place with a sign. It was so used to it, we don't even know what's wrong anymore. It's wrong. Ich bin der Hund. Az. Bold. Bold. Not az kanomer, not az ponim. Not az ponim. Az kanomer, not az ponim. Sensitive. Quiet, not arrogant, but as. Tell our children as. Not everything that somebody has to do is right. I feel this way, it's right if I, I'm the bully. As he said many times, person comes to me and asks me a Shiloh. My brother's marrying a man. What should I do? You know, I'll go to the wedding. 
But my mother called me up. My mother said, my brother called me up. My brother said, I'm ripping apart the family. You're not ripping apart the family. They're ripping apart the family. Ask him if their grandparents would have ever been masked to such a shidduch, Rachman son. If their grandparents would have married a man, their great-grandparents would have married a man, you're changing the world. You're ripping apart the family. You're the one who's ripping. You're the bully. How dare you claim that I'm ripping apart the family. You're bullying me into keeping your shita. That's us. We don't do that. We don't change. As upon him. I didn't say scream at him. I didn't say be not nice. As I'm not going to that wedding. Painful. Of course it's painful. Who said it's not painful? And people who are confused about their gender is painful. Who said it's not painful? But don't make your shita my shita. Don't bully me. There's a God here in this world. And God is against what you're doing. You have pain? I'll try to help you pain. You need money? You need a job? I'll try to help you get a job. I'll smile at you. But I'm not going to accept your shita. Because that's not the shita of God. Oz. Oz. And nowadays, in our country, in this wonderful country called the United States of America, there hasn't been a better country in the history of the world. Now we're in contentious mode, confrontational mode, fighting mode, bullying mode. I've, writ- I've written the letter twice in my mind. I have not written yet a pen to paper. I want to send a letter to the president, to the Supreme Court, to the Senate, Congress. Who am I to send the letter? But I feel obligated to send the letter. My family's been living in the United States of America for almost 120 years already. My great-great-grandfather was in America. I feel that the country's in a, in, a, in a matzav, which is not healthy. It's not healthy. Not healthy. Everybody wants to express an opinion, has to do it in a way to bully that their opinion should be the opinion they accept it. That I want to end. I want to ask you a very simple question. What is a bully? I'm not talking about psychologically, not from a mental health position. I'm a simple person. What's a bully? A bully is a person who wants their opinion, no matter what the cost. That's a simple shot of the bully. I'm bullying you from my position. I don't want to hear about your position. I want to hear about my position. And I don't want to give in to your position. Don't give in. How do you do that? Don't be an him. Be a boishas him. And then the Mishnah ends. It's the only Mishnah in all of Shas that has a tefillah in it. Unusual. No Mishnah has a tefillah in it. This Mishnah has a tefillah in it. What's the pshat? Because you need a tefillah. For what? That we should have a base of Migdash that will be clarity. And there will be Vesechal Kinu so that there will be clarity. So people will not be able to claim that my shita is the shita, your shita is the wrong shita, and therefore you have to bow to my shita. That's bullying. We follow one shita, the shita of Hakadosh Baruch Hu. What is the Hakadosh Baruch Hu? Good, be yemim achoykes. How do you follow and create the shita of Hakadosh Baruch Hu? Good, so go ask the Gedolim what to do.
But don't tell me that I have to do what you do because you want to do what you want to do because of whatever issues you have. And therefore, I have to do it. You're a bully. And I'm not going to be bullied. I'm an ass. I'm a leopard. I'm bold. I'm not going to be bullied. You're not going to bully me. You're not going to bully me. I can't stress how important it is for we who are parents or grandparents or aunts to be able to stress to our progeny that we do the Ratzon, Lasseis, Ratzon, Avicha, Shavayim, and we do it like a leopard. We don't become an Azponim. The face has five senses on it. I see in the ears, hear in the nose, smells in the tongue, taste in the lips, feel. And they not only take in information, they give out information. And on a person's face, you can tell where they're holding. You can see anger in the eyes. You can see different things. As upon him, a face should be azus. No, no, no. Face should be smiling, should be accepting, should be bushes upon him. But at the same time, at the same time, you have to be an as. And I think that is so relevant to where we're holding in this country right now. Manalasan, we should all make sure, not here necessarily to change the country, but we have to be make sure that we're here, that our children should all be protected. Okay, I'm thanking all of you for calling in. I mean, the other shit will start in five minutes. Rabbi, to everybody. Have a wonderful, wonderful week, and we should all be zeichel refuah shleima. Call to Rabbi Yisai.